If you guys love the podcast, you want to get the audible version of my new book, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital, at capitalistbook.com. A user named just Jay on Amazon said this in a review, a four-hour work week for 2019. He goes on to say, I bought this book because I read somewhere that it was like a four-hour work week of 2019, and it absolutely delivered. The book delivered on both big ideas and has specific actionable templates, including unredacted and minimally redacted emails. This book is not chock full of self-promotion or useless platitudes, but is broken down into four key rules explained in solid detail and with specific and often amusing anecdotes. Reading this really got my wheels and my head turning of how to be resourceful, which many say is the ultimate trait of a successful entrepreneur. My favorite of the four rules is blank. You have to go read the review to find out. But guys, thanks for supporting me on the podcast. I hope you go grab the book on Audible today at capitalistbook.com. Company founded back in 1999 today, doing north of eight million bucks in SaaS revenue, another eight million in services each year. They've only they've done, built that growth on just three million raised, serving about 290 customers again on the SaaS size. 100% net revenue retention annually, spending about three grand to acquire a new $4,500 a month customer. So basically, one to two month payback period. There, a team of 200 people based, 210 people based all over the world. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Suchit Bachali. He is the CEO of a company called Unilog, a global technology company which specializes in e-commerce solutions and enriched product data for the B2B marketplace. Under his leadership, the company is now a multi-million dollar business with 800 global employees and hundreds of customers across diverse industries. Suchit, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely am. And thank you so much for having me, Nathan. You bet. Okay. Tell me about the company. Uh, first of all, I'm interested, obviously, what does it do? And then secondly, is it a pure play SaaS model or is it pay as you go or something else? Uh, so the, the company is 19 years old and that's uh, what some people don't realize is that we've been around for a long time. Uh, we've had some changes over the years. And uh, as you can imagine, Unilog today looks nothing like what Unilog looked 15 years ago. And that's the fun part of being an entrepreneur and making sure you can pivot every economic cycle. So Unilog started out as a content service provider. And by that, what I mean is we were providing product data and content to e-commerce websites. Eventually, we started noticing that the e-commerce websites were running off of pretty archaic e-commerce platforms and that there was an opportunity to create something that was radically different. And so our product was born, uh, the e-commerce platform was born, which very recently Forrester ranked as a strong performer in their in their wave assessment. So we went from being a full services company to being a, uh, a product platform company and that has been the the biggest focus of uh, the last four or five so years. So are you a pure SaaS company today? 
So on the software side, yes. So the software is offered as a pure SaaS model. We have no on-prem. We have no software that gets deployed in any other way other than um, SaaS. Okay. And and what portion of your total revenue is SaaS versus everything else? So, so that transition has been uh, fascinating for me to, um, to lead and also to watch. Um, our... This financial year, which ended March 2018, um, this was the first year where the revenues were 50-50 split. So 50% of our revenues came from pure play software, and then 50% of our revenues came from services. Okay, very cool. And um, let's just focus on the SaaS kind of side of the business for a second. Without going down every kind of customer cohort, on average, what do customers pay you per month for your software? A typical customer, you know, starts out at about, you know, they can go from anywhere from $800 a month in in monthly spend on the SaaS platform all the way up to uh, $10,000, $12,000 a month in annual uh, in monthly spend for the for the SaaS platform really depends on uh, what size of catalog they have, how much, you know, horsepower they need on their e-commerce sites, how many sites they have, etc. But that's it's a it's a large range, but that's typically where um, where where we would sit. Okay, so I mean, would you say the average is more like eight hundred bucks a month, or more like ten grand a month? I would say the average is probably right down the middle. I would say the um, uh, average SaaS uh, model for from our modeling perspective, we would say you know forty five hundred to five thousand would be the average. Got it. Got it. Fair month. enough. That's good. And you said founded nineteen years ago, so nineteen ninety nine. Are you the founder? I was not. My father started the business as a services company. I joined uh, in 2002 when there were still only about a handful of employees. Uh, And then I I, I joined um, the company and then uh, we ramped it up all the way to where it is today. That's great. And, And where is it today? How many customers are you serving? We have uh, overall just shy, I would say, of about 400 customers. Uh, all of them are a large, uh, you know, mid to large enterprises. And so um, that's that's our typical customer. And those 400, I, I just want to make sure since you have different revenue lines, those are all on the on the SaaS side, correct? No, on the on the SaaS side, um, uh, our customer count would be about 290. 290. Okay, great. That's good. Still healthy. I mean, if you got 290 and you're, you know, you know, Average monthly payment is four and a half grand. I mean, that puts you at like a million three per month. Is that accurate? That would be close to accurate. I think again, um, because we are averaging um, around that number, it it puts us in up uh, in the about you know ten million ARR ish um, uh, bracket. That's your uh, that's so your run rate today. That's that's close to our run rate. I want to get, but I would say the range is you know, eight to 12. Okay. Fair enough. Very, very good. And that's just the SaaS side, correct? Correct. That's yeah, right. So, that that so, does not include any services or anything on, on those lines. Yeah. So let's say minimum there are 8 million run right today. We could essentially double that and say, call it 16 minimum total when you add services on top. For last year. Yes. Yeah. That's great. And what do you think that ratio will be moving forward this year? Is it going to be like 60, 40 or 80, 20 or? Uh, the SaaS is the fastest growing um, a piece of the business. We're we're doing a Kager of about um, 40-ish percent. Um, and the next four years, we're, uh, our Kager is 32.5. So we've grown significantly, but obviously from a smaller base because we're uh, the product's been out about three years. But now I think we're looking at, at a much larger um, uh, 
base and then growing from there. Yeah. So if you're doing call it a 10 million run rate today on the company, if you go back a year in October 2017, what was the run rate back then just on the SaaS side? So on the SaaS side, I think uh, uh, we would have been in October 17, we would have probably been at about, um, I'd say 5.7 to 6.2. So doubling, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty healthy growth. Is most of that growth coming from converting old contracts to like SaaS or is it new customers you're adding altogether? Uh, 80% 90% would be net new. I mean, we, we, our churn is, uh, less than, less than half a percent per per year or per month per year. (laughs) And that's annual or logo churn. I'm sorry, revenue or logo churn. Uh, Both, uh, in, in terms of, uh, because our, our contracts are, because these are enterprise SaaS deals and we're literally providing and powering the face of the company on through their e-commerce site and, and all the revenue flows through there. It's very sticky in terms of the quality of the revenue that we have. And um, so the churn is minimal, negligible to, 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 to nothing. That, that 0.5%, is that gross revenue churn though or net? Are you adding back expansion? We are. I mean, so um, uh, it, it would be, uh, you know, uh, expanding uh, expansion on our on our logos as well as on revenue, and then taking off uh, maybe one account that we might lose. Okay, so then yeah. you, you would be with 05 percent net revenue churn. That basically said otherwise. It basically means a hundred percent net revenue retention annually. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One of my favorite things about building this podcast to well over 10 million downloads and being just super connected in the SaaS space is I get the opportunity to connect and meet you guys in person at conferences. And there's one you can't miss on September 10th and 11th in San Francisco, SaaS Stock West Coast. I'll be speaking, giving a keynote I've never given before. We'll get into data and details like you've never seen, plus 10 predictions I have about the SaaS space, including the next IPOs, the next mammoth rounds, the next big buyouts. You won't want to miss it. Additionally, there'll be other speakers like Dan Martell, who built and sold his company. CMO of SurveyMonkey, Lila will be there. Santi from Emergence Capital will be there. There'll be over 400 people, the biggest and brightest minds in B2B SaaS. Investors, entrepreneurs, and founders. Be sure you get a ticket today before prices increase. Go to sasstock.com forward slash West Coast. That's SaaS, S-A-A-S, stock, T-O-C-K.com forward slash West Coast. Walk me through the team. What's the team size today? So I have, you know, we we were, uh, we implement entrepreneurial operating systems. So we started that process about 18 months ago. So I have a core leadership team uh, that is about nine people that is um, um, finance and sales, which I think are the real drivers to our company. And they're pretty much in lockstep. I think that that's very, very critical to have uh, a strong forecasting um, ability, right, as, as a company to be able to tell very accurately what the next six or eight months look like. Uh, that's very important. So finance and sales are my two critical leaders. I have marketing, uh, which is led by a, uh, an industry veteran. I have product. Uh, and then I have um, a couple of other functions around professional services okay. and uh, tech support. So total team size is what? So my direct report is about um, eight. Not, not direct report, your total team size, the whole team. Oh, the whole company? Yeah. Oh, we're we're uh, just under 
just on the software side, we're about 210 people. 210. And where's everyone based? Uh, about 40-ish, I would say, are North America. The others are uh, India. We have a development team in Minsk in Belarus. Um, and we have a couple of other um, offshore people in Canada as well as in Australia. So I'll spread out. That's great. And then last economics question here. So when you look at you know grabbing and finding a new customer, what are you willing to spend to acquire a new $4,500 a month customer? Our cost of acquisition tends to be um, it tends to be a little hard to track because it's a true enterprise software sale. So it, it's not uh, comparable to sort of consumer SaaS products where you could say, hey, I'm spending X amount of dollars in web advertising and marketing. Uh, most of our sales uh, or cost of acquisition is actually direct cost. So it's the cost of our sales team and uh, or, or cost of, of our sort of larger marketing budget. Um, you'd be surprised to know that our, our sales team is actually just three people. Yeah, but just to be clear, I mean, listen, I've interviewed about three, three, three thousand B two B SaaS CEOs. They all know their CAC. It's not consumer model. I mean, so I mean, when you factor in your sales team and everything, your fully weighted CAC would come out to be about what? Um, I would say that our fully weighted CAC, in order to run that um, uh, forty five hundred a month um, deal, would probably come come to about um, uh, the you know cost of about uh, I'd say about. Two and a half to three thousand um, dollars. Okay, so you have a one month. You have a one month payback period then. Yeah. So on our payback period, it's usually uh, forty days ish, uh, 40, 45 days, because we're we're essentially considering that um, on a on a typical sales cycle, which is about two and a half to three months, a sales rep is is probably uh, spending on average. Uh, about 60 to 70, 60 hours, right? So I'll take that and then I'll take some other costs associated with it. And I probably come out, depending on, on the average and some, some sales cycles are shorter, I'll probably come out at about that um, four to $6,000 yeah. uh, yeah. CAC. And is the company bootstrapped or have you raised? The only capital we raised was $3 million from Kalari Capital Ventures uh, in 2015. And... Um, at that time, we had uh, no SaaS revenue. So their return on equity has been phenomenal. That's great. Are you looking at raising currently? Um, we are always open to ideas. We're always talking to a lot of people. Obviously, given where we sit, we get pinged a lot um, by by various groups. Um, we're always open. Uh, I think right now we have really strong cash flows. We have uh, strong balance sheets. We're EBITDA positive. And so for us, it makes sense to continue to build value, but we're always open to the right partner. Yeah. If you, if you did have, if you did raise capital to reinvest in growth, what chunk would you want to do it? And how much would you want to raise in ideal world? I think the next raise would have to be, um, would have to be meaningful, right? I think what we've been able to do with just 3 million outside capital, um, would be, uh, I think the next phase would have to be meaningful. And by meaningful, I, I, I mean, you know, in the uh, 20 to 40 million um, bracket. Yeah. And if you raise 20 million, obviously don't talk about your actual valuation, but if you did raise 20 million, what valuation would you like to see if you raise that much? I think, you know, uh, uh, my my sense on valuation is that it, it's, 
it's 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 eventually the price at which the deal gets done. Uh, the the value of the company is really dependent on how much demand we can generate uh, in, during a process. I think that uh, generally uh, we would fall uh, in that in that in the market um, multiple uh, of you know uh, four to six times of of our uh, revenue. And and how, so if we just look at your SaaS run, it call it ten million, make the numbers easy. That'd be forty to sixty million pre. But you also have an additional kind of eight million a year or north of that in, in services. So how would you value that on top of the sixty? I mean, the service revenue is is not very valuable from a from an from an investor's perspective. You know, it's, it's one point one one times to one point two times is probably what you would expect. Yeah. So twenty million raise on maybe sixty or seventy pre something like that would be a kind of a sweet spot for you. Yes. Interesting. Good stuff. All right, let's wrap up here, Suchi, with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, it's actually uh, right now, uh, the last year I've been most influenced by uh, traction. Yep. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Mark Benioff. And uh, number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? Um, I have a few. I, I think Confluence is, uh, is right now my top. At number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, about six. That's pretty healthy. And uh, walk me through, how busy are you? How many kids are you working with? Um, I have one daughter. She's seven. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but outside of that, I have, um, I teach entrepreneurship at a high school level. Oh, wow. So uh, January through June, I run a pretty intensive um uh, pretty intensive uh, curriculum for high school kids uh, in the in the local Philadelphia area, and we do it through part of the nonprofit that I belong to called uh, Thai. Well, that's so great. So Thai, the board of Thai. So I do that's that. That's great, Suchit. And how old are you? Uh, I'll be forty in a couple of weeks. That's that, uh, that's great. So la- last question here: What do you wish your twenty-year-old self knew? Um, that I'm going to be just fine. Guys, everything will be fine. Coming from Suchit again, company founded back in 1999 today, doing north of 8 million bucks in SaaS revenue, another 8 million in services each year. They've only they've done, built that growth on just 3 million raised, serving about 290 customers again on the SaaS size, 100% net revenue retention annually, spending about three grand to acquire a new $4,500 a month customer. So basically one to two month payback period there, a team of 200 people based, 210 people based all over the world. Suchit, Thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you so much. Take care.